podcast of a Lincoln Geek is sponsored by Honey Badger Games, makers of edible gummy dice and meeples, and curators of a wide variety of specialist teas, based here in the UK. Head over to honeybadgergames.co.uk to take a look at their geeky treats. Hello and welcome to Podcast of a Lincoln Geek. I'm your host, the Podcaster General, the Dan Face. I'm joined by my regular friends and regular co-hosts. We have the Pete. Say hello, Pete. Hello, Pete. Classic opening there, Pete. Yeah, and we're joined by... To... Uh, sorry, go ahead, Pete. What are you going to say to me? I, was gonna, I need to work on a proper, more collector-based um, opening, as we've said before, but another fine podcast in my collection doesn't quite make Makes as much sense. sense. It doesn't have no. physical form, does it? <laughs> no, no. Maybe we should print out the transcripts. Maybe you should just go... <laughs> Excellent, or something like that. That might creep people out though if they're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still quite like the hello, Pete. I think we need to get you that on a t shirt. Agreed, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you may have already, ho- already heard him speak, but I'm joined by my also friend and also co host sometimes. We've got the Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, everybody. Very enthusiastic there. We're recording this on a Monday morning, so I'm surprised he's got that much energy. Same. Me Same. too. <laughs> I mean, I'm really tired. <laughs> and he doesn't even drink coffee anymore. Have you cut coffee out, Chris? Yeah, I've what? been up it now nearly four weeks. Totally decaf free. Shocking revelation for our audience there. And our audience who have tuned in to our little show about board games and random other geeky stuff. Thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, just ramble on for about 20 to 30 minutes. <laughs> and and today's topic, uh, it's one I thought of. It might be fun just to talk about because I think we've all been in this position. Is how do you teach board games to new players? Do you like teaching games to new players? Is this something you try and avoid? Uh, if, do you always find yourself in the position of being the person that teaches the rules? And do you have any kind of uh, tips and tricks uh, that you find useful to help guide these new budding gamers to their full-fledged board gamer status. Uh, I know, I guess you could consider, are you teaching it to like, the audience as well? Are they, are they completely new to board games completely? Or are they just kind of regular gamers and you've literally got a new game that you're trying to explain to them and you're the only one that's read the rules? That kind of thing. We can talk about anything like that. So I'm going to start with Chris. So Chris, what are your experiences with teaching new games? Do you like doing it? <laughs> I don't like doing it. I'll be completely honest. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. Know, the the uh, the pressure is always there because let's face it, if you've got a new board game and you haven't had a chance to have kind of a pre-read through of it, you're doing a learning together. Um, and I do have some tips for doing that because there is better ways of doing that. But no, I don't I don't enjoy doing it. But you know, if you work together doing it, then it's still good fun. So it doesn't take the fun away from learning a new board game. I mean, my uh, one of my worst nightmares is trying to teach a new game as I'm reading the rules for the first time. Because mm. I've tried to do that before. Like, I've got a game for a birthday present or something. Uh, and, like, so and my friends at the time, they go, oh, this play now. I'm like, but I haven't read the rules. Now this play now. <laughs> so we're literally playing as, okay, so uh, turn to page 14. Uh, index 17A. Uh, and it just, it's a nightmare. But yes, my uh, that is one of my worst nightmares. I mean, I remember Game of Thrones, the board game. I love the game now, but we played oh, yeah. it, and I think we played a maximum number of players, so six players. I was the only one that I, I, I was literally learning the game as I was trying to teach it. Was I in that, hot... playing that session with you? Maybe, maybe. I just know it lasted about eight hours. People were getting really frustrated and bored. They were wandering off. Uh, it wasn't the best game experience. I'm surprised we played the game after that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. It was at your old house. It might have been, yeah. The old house, we're in the kitchen. 
Simon was disappearing off for you know regular breaks. It's possible, yeah. Uh, I just remember that that was my first time playing Game of Thrones board game. It was horrible because I was learning it as I was trying to teach it, which is yeah. just teaching people a game is is just you know one of those rites of passages that you have to do. What do you say, Pete? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about the subject, Pete? Just before I go through what I usually do. I don't mind it. I just feel I struggle at teaching people things. Because um, oftentimes it'll be, um, I'll be trying to explain something, then I'll get distracted or I'll forget a point. And then sort of like on the next page I go, oh, um, oh, oh no, I forgot to talk about X on the previous page. Um, where possible, I actually don't mind teaching people if I have other people around me that I can play with. Um, recently I played uh, Space Base for my birthday with some friends a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I was introduced to Space Base through my friends uh, Leo and Colin. And you had Leo, Colin, and myself teaching my other friend, Sarah. And I actually felt it went really, really well, because I think all three of us, uh, we held back a little bit. I mean, Space Base isn't exactly the most competitive game, because outside of the one card that decreases victory points, there isn't really any, haha, I attack you ability. There's no take that mechanism. Yeah, yeah, there's no take that mechanism. You can't, you can't attack the other players. Exactly, but I think that's what I like between the three of us. And I think Missy Leo maybe taught it a bit more than I did. But it was a case of like, you know, he'd be like, well, there's this card, it gives you this ability, there's this card, it gives you this ability, there's this card that gives you this ability. You know, I recommend this card, personally speaking, but the choice is yours. Um, and I think that, and, and my, my friend even came away from the game saying that she really enjoyed, I think she enjoyed the game and she appreciated how we didn't pull punches too much, but we didn't just go in there. Um, and uh, guns so. blazing, yeah, yeah annihilating. That's fine because, yeah, I was going to go on to that as kind of a tangent. Mm. It's like when you're teaching new players a game, how much do you hold back? I mean, it's a shame mm. George isn't in the conversation. <laughs> talked about how George eats newbies for breakfast, and it's a shame he's yeah. not here to defend himself. George does teach games pretty good, just in case you're listening, George. He pre- does. He, he memorizes the rules to a frightening degree. It's kind of like, yeah, well, this is like, why he's our rules lawyer. He's like the, mm. the rain man of rules lawyers. He basically can scan the page. Johnny Five, you know. Unfortunately, mercy to the to the newbies is not one of his uh, uh, finest qualities. <laughs> no, but but also I don't want people to give me mercy just because I'm new to a game. Mm. You know, I want to be able to to win a game because I've been able to win it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, one yeah. thing I do yeah. find um, about playing new games and learning new games for the first time is if you are doing it in an actively live situation with other people uh, rather than have reading the rule book ahead of it is to actually go through the rule book step by step mm. yeah break it down follow the setup start with the setup yeah um, um put all the pieces out with everyone there because sometimes if you come into a room mm. and the game's already set up and you're trying to learn it for the first time Going through the setup process and learning what things are called um, is really useful because when you start talking about keywords and and elements of the game, someone goes, ah, well, that's that over here. I get that. Right. That makes sense. So they go here. Right. Okay. And then you do the player setup uh, and and you go through the phases together as a group. You break it down like that. It is the best way to teach it okay. in my that's humble an interesting opinion. way i haven't thought of doing yeah. that really so you're yes, kind of explaining sir. the components of the game and the, as you take it out of the box and set it up yeah this is where the meeples mm. live and they do these actions over here blah blah yeah. blah that kind of that's an interesting way of doing it yeah. i've actually had a friend who um he's been diagnosed with adhd recently 
And he often said that whenever we discussed board games, he was he always kind of lost interest during the explanation phase. He was very much a, well, let's just put the pieces on the table, sure. and you tell me what I can do on my turn, and we'll go from there. Yeah. And to be fair, he, when, I, when I've done that with him, particularly since his recent diagnosis, which I think kind of helped us understand why he struggled with board games, or he's getting into board games, I should say. Because uh, like I said, he was one of the people that came to my birthday, and I think he played Forbidden Sky, and I think he really enjoyed that. We basically just say to him, okay, it's your turn. You can do this, this, and this. What do you want to do? And I think he really, really appreciated that. I think, uh, with all due respect, I think if I were to maybe do that with him, he might uh, tune out a bit too quickly. He might be going, can we just stop with this and just start playing? Um, I don't get me wrong, I agree with Dan. I think it's a very, very good approach, but it maybe does depend on the person you're, you're and, and you can do that even with that same method. So um, you can, you, you, as you set it up, you just say, right, these are the components. These, these, this is everything that's involved with the game will start you start with a, someone who has played it maybe that can help alleviate some of the you know that anxiety of not having played a game before uh, or having played the game before for others and then when it by the time it comes around to them they've seen two or three people mm. have already done it and it makes it easier for them to understand because they have an opportunity to see something actually happen rather than sometimes trying to explain things in theory because when you're trying to you know follow a rule book and I'm and I'm a very much a visual learner I learn mm -hmm. by doing so um, uh, reading a rule book is just the worst thing for me uh, and I, and actually getting the game out taking the components out and going through elements mm -hmm. is a game changer for me it really yeah. is i mean there's a reason why your catchphrase is i don't understand when, <laughs> when they're just reading the rules out to you you just yeah. see the glaze over <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean um it's a good point you raised there Pete. i think you do have to consider your audience really who mm. you're trying to teach the games yeah. to you've got to if yeah. i was consider, if i was teaching games to my family members for example i would do it in a totally different approach as if i was trying to teach a game to you guys yeah <laughs> that kind of yeah, thing same. and yeah. uh, just to go back to an earlier thing i mentioned about teaching newbies um uh, i do believe in kind of going on um kind of tutorial mode that's what i tend mm. to call it where yeah. i don't i never let them win but i don't utterly destroy them perhaps i play a bit subpar um just mm. kind of hold my punches back a bit or I, or perhaps i go like if they move a certain piece to a location that, that gives them a weakness i'm like aha like a little like little uh uh, paperclip, <laughs> you appear to have, you've exposed a weakness here. <laughs> Are you sure you would like to do that? I give them like a little warning. Uh, I do give people the option to switch off tutorial mode if they want mm. to just be just to, uh, yeah. but for the first game, I, I never let them win, but I feel it's important for them to have fun because uh, if you just destroy them on the first game, they oh, probably yeah. don't want to play with you again. I know, no, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but also, it's uh, it's about you know having fun, and if, and if at yeah. any point something's not fun, then mm -hmm. you know what's the point of doing it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want everyone to have fun. You do. It's not like a tournament. You don't need to like brutally yeah. crush uh, the, yeah. the the opposition and hear the the what's the Conan mm -hmm. quote? Uh, uh, to crush your enemies, uh, hear the lamentations of the women. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, no, to, to crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentations of the women. Yes, you don't need to teach games like Conan. I must have yeah, yeah. So I got, I got slightly distracted because there's, um, there's a band I quite like called Austrian Death Machine, and they, they have a parody of, the, of that quote in one oh, of their yeah. songs, and I nearly, I nearly quoted it, and I'm like, that's not the right quote. <laughs> I've heard I, of that band. 
then they yeah, do like it's, it's all their songs are based on like Arnie lyrics. Is that right? They Arnie are, songs. yeah, they're all based I, on. I've Arnie heard the one go like "Get to the chopper." But there's really really good one. I think unfortunately, I think the band disbanded because the lead singer got accused of something. I need to double check what. It's a shame, really. But yeah, it's a shame. They did three good out. They did three albums, and they're really really good. Yeah, I think what is it? Uh, and I, I feel a few of them even like sample actual quotes from the films. Like um, there's one from Total Recall that uh, has like the old granny. She goes, "I could be anyone to choose. Uh, I pick Arnie's character. That guy's one mean mother." And then it cuts there and just goes straight into a fantastic guitar riff and drum beat. It's Fair fun. enough. It's well, really really awesome. Anyway, you've been listening to our podcast about random Austrian <laughs> death metal bands. <laughs> I actually was thinking earlier actually um when it comes to sort of teaching of uh, new gamers i actually have what i like to call the the predator mindset right. where as per of course as per the film you know when the woman picks up whose name i forget picks up the gun arnie knocks it out, out of her hand and says you know don't carry a weapon it's no sport for the predator when you're unarmed and that's kind of how i view sort of teaching board games to players where um I want it to be sporting. I don't want to go in and just absolutely decimate them. Yeah. Um, but I also do want it to be enjoyable for myself and for any other player because, you know, if we had a situation like I had a few weeks ago where it's um, X experts and one newbie, I don't want it to be an absolute slog and a boring game for the experts, just as much as I don't want it to hmm. be um, a curb stomping for the newbie. Yeah, that's a good point, though. I mean, if you are playing like a multiplayer hmm. game with several people at different experience levels, I do yeah. try and focus mainly on the expert players i try and take them out yes. and give the newbies yeah. room to grow unless the newbies start dominating if they pick it up really quickly and they're starting mm. to win then i vert my attention onto them but i always um try and focus yeah uh, on the more experienced players first. Same. Same. can I, I can i ask you a question about you know rule books here because um, okay of course when it comes to teaching a board game it is depends on how good a rule book actually is. Yeah. Now I've got some great examples and I've got some really bad examples of where mm. a board game, the rule book's been amazing and the rule books have not been so amazing. Sure. Do you guys have any examples? I'll go last quite happily. Oh, I'm trying to think. Um, I, I know there are some infamously, infamously bad rule books out there. Yeah. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't really think of any. I'm sure I've got a couple in my collection. I know people didn't like the Firefly rulebook. I remember there yeah. being a bit of people complaining about that. Um, mm-hmm. Even though once you've played the game once or twice, you don't really need the rulebook anymore. Yeah. Uh, no, but still. Yeah. XCOM didn't come with a rulebook. So it's all on an app you have to download. <laughs> so sometimes you know that can be frustrating for people because some yeah. people like to physically hold something. Yeah, I um, like to physically uh, read and, uh, and you know, be able to proper... You know, get your head into a rule book. <laughs> Not that you should read it that close. And if the rule book's like a giant dusty tome, several pages big, then that can be a bit off-putting as well. Well, yeah, it is. It is you know, um, I, I, it, I appreciate, really appreciate when they do like a summary, like a quick reference rule book as well. Mm-hmm. So you've got the full rule book, and then you've just got like a reference rule book, just like a quick. You could just quickly yeah. like uh, search for a particular section, which is pretty good. Yeah, Pete, do you have any examples? I'm uh, just trying to think of a few examples that I have. Nothing really springs to mind for me personally. Um, I know the Star Wars uh, game that we played on May the 4th, I was kind of scratching my head a little bit. I was trying to, it was the blind leading the blind to a degree because I was trying to explain to you and Gregor, and I'm like, Yeah, Rebellion. I, yeah, Rebellion, that's the badger. I'm like, uh, What does X mean? Uh, I think it means X, and I think it was about halfway through 
the game that it all suddenly started clicking for me. Yeah, but right, I put right. that down more to uh, I put it down more to my own flaws rather than anything to do with the rule book. Yeah, I'm sure, no, Dan will probably be be screaming at me about how I, I, I was I was twitching quite a lot by watching <laughs> you on Twitch. I must admit, <laughs> <laughs> that oh. is a tough one. To I've got some examples though. Go on, then, so, um, so one that was really bad, and I remember this, is basically, um, uh, where's it gone? Where's it gone? Where's it gone? Where's it gone? I've got it on the shelf still. I have got it somewhere. It's around. Um, but the, um, well, this is an example. This is an example. Okay. This is one that's kind of where it's good, but not so good. So right. Sentinels of the Multiverse um, is is a great game. It's uh, it's a basically a graphic novel uh, series uh, that's been turned into a deck building card game, um, and the rule book looks great. It looks like it's designed like a comic book, which is really nice. It's got some great examples, so you've got a nice summary of table and summary of you know contents, which is important. Okay, uh, but it's got nice little breakdowns where you've got visual graphics mm-hmm. and it explains components really well. Okay. So great examples of, of what's good. And then also in the same section, um, in the same, you know, again, breaks it down really nicely, very visual with, with short snippets of information, which is great. But then you get things like uh, this, where it's all condensed up into big blocks of text. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit overwhelming and a bit off-putting. Still has some great visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you've got pages upon pages of text, you know, it can be a bit much for people. Um, yeah. And um, I think there's a fine line, I personally find, between text and images with examples mm. of play or, or example of something they're trying to explain helps because sometimes some people don't have a, a very good mind's eye, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, trying to visualize what a text is trying to convey. So having a visual element for those people who may not be so good at them, that mind's eye um, is really important. Uh, and this is very, you know, very, very kind of wordy towards the end. They have some examples, yeah, mm-hmm. and then they have none. You know, it go, it, mm. it's like eight pages front and back um, <laughs> of um, just text. And also a very large FAQ, which yeah. always says mm. to me if there's a large FAQ, They've not written the rules well enough to explain, and you've had FAQs come up during playtesting. Yeah, the testers ask a lot of questions about. Things. Yeah, what did you mean by this? Yeah, put it in the FAQ. <laughs> but it doesn't stop a game from being good. Oh no. Um, mm. uh, so I, I don't want you know the, the designers of Central Zone, the Multiverse, think I'm just picking on this. I'm just using this as an example. But what is brilliant is when they have summary turn mm. sequences and useful game terms on the back of the rule book. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could, we could probably have a separate uh, podcast just on the uh, uh, our favourite and least favourite rule books, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> we get for our collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they're, 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 you know, back to the famous famous ones where there is examples of really bad rule books was the uh, Robinson Crusoe board game. Um, yeah. While it did extremely well, it was renowned that the first edition of rule book was so bad, um, uh, Paul... Uh, Grohl, I believe, if I, I believe it's the chap's name, I can't remember if it's right now, I'm probably going to get absolutely lynched by the board game community, uh, but he was asked to bring in, brought in to redesign and rewrite the rule book because it was that bad. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely relevant to the topic. 
I mean, if, I, if you like, I mean, so go, Pete. I see. It's not actually um, sort of like slight tangent from what Chris said. I actually really like the um, space based rule book because for those who haven't played space based, the space base even, sorry, I, think, I was thinking about dinner. Um, if, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you, um, a, lot, a lot of the cards have these very, very powerful abilities, but they are often trying, but they're, they're slightly complex and it's not easy to fit that on a card that's. I don't know how I don't know what the dimensions are, but basically, like, like imagine traditional playing card that's like about quarter, like a quarter wide. So at the back of the rule book, it has like you know examples of some of these uh, some of these of these cards and saying you know this symbol means this, um, this card means that you can means uh, means that, and I found it to be a really really good example of uh, just giving players the. Um, just giving players like you know a, a, a quick reference. So for example, I think because I, I was actually teaching the game to uh, Gregor on Saturday as well when I played some games with him, and it was a case of like, oh, what does that one do? Um, well, give me one minute. Oh, it's it's on you know like the back half of the rule book. Flick, flick, flick. There it is. Right here's a more elaborate version of it, mm. and like there's a lot of lot, 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 lot of crossover. They've only got like two or three examples of each one. Um, but that's enough that, that 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 you can then go okay if that if this card means this one and this card means this one and this this third card must be somewhere between the two ability wise okay cool I can carry on and I found that to be really really handy because um, and some of the of the of the old saying uh, a picture tells a thousand words so if you have like a, you know a picture of the card or a picture of what it does and uh, with like maybe uh, some slight context around it that I think is fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I can think of other examples of like, like bang, because the cards yeah. themselves don't have any words on them. They just have symbols. <laughs> yes. So, so everyone's got like a little reference card in front of them to say what the symbols are. So if you've got like mm. the bullet symbol, you can go, oh, or the, the, the hat symbol, you can immediately see what it means in front of you, which is clever. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, um, if you like now, just to cover kind of what I do really with teaching new games, and it makes me look really weird if people watch me do it, is I actually have a demo game by myself. <laughs> I set up all the pieces by myself on the table, and I play against myself. I basically read the rules right. So this person can go here. And then like a crazy person, if someone's watching me out the window, I'll then go to the <laughs> other side of the table. See, I like Sheldon when he plays three-person chess by himself. <laughs> yeah. I <guess. laughs> It's, it's my greatest opponent, myself. I also, if I read the rule book, I mean, especially a minute, because I'm so tired with raising all these damn mm. kids, um, <laughs> it does take a little while to sink in sometimes. Uh, so I actually find mm. it easier to watch a, uh, a Let's Play or kind of a, a run yeah. through of a board game. I, I, I need to see the board game go through once before I'm comfortable teaching it to other people. Yeah, I, I, I do love it when... Um... This game designers and producers have their own videos alongside a rule book. And I've seen it where they break it down into sections. So rather than being one great big massive video, because sometimes mm. you ain't got time to sit there for 30 minutes, but mm. you've got to, time to sit there and watch the video on the production phase or the set game setup. And breaking the videos up into you know easy, manageable little chunks is really useful because sometimes you may only need to know, you know, you know how the production phase works or yeah. the cleanup phase, whichever you know phases the games have. There could be just a bit of the rules you find really confusing. So if you can just jump straight to that section, that's great. I mean, but I just like seeing a turn actually play out. So yeah. basically, so I'm not le I'm not learning to play it as I do it. You, you, we were learning to play Brass Birmingham. Oh yeah, Friday oh, night. Well, learning, learning as you were playing. Oh, get bet that was messy. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. It was good. We think we've got it down now. It's tricky to. Um, I think I've only played that a couple of times myself. I've, I've played the Lancashire one, I think. Right. Okay. Henry brought it down to you know board games night on a Friday. You know, whenever, whenever we get, sometimes we get a chance. That's pretty so. cool. Well. Uh, anyway, assuming I'm now comfortable to teach the game, what I usually do is when I'm teaching it to new players, is I start off with a bit of... St- uh, not going to like the story of the game, but I try and set the theme. I go like, okay, so we're humans on Battlestar Galactica. I had to chuck it in there. <laughs> <laughs> or or it's the, it's the London Whitechapel, uh, 1892, Jack the Ripper. I do, I, I do a little setting. Most of us are playing as the cops, or most mm. of us are the humans, that kind of thing. But some of us are secretly evil Cylons. Basically, I'm just trying to set a big picture for whoever mm. playing, so they get the... And then I go through uh, the main goal of the game, how you win. So um, yeah. this is a victory point game. This is a domination game. Uh, you win by scoring X number of points, or you win by conquering this much land. And how do you do this? Well, you can gain points by uh, winning fights or claiming objectives. I just basically do like a very basic overview. And then uh, I like to have a uh, like a dummy round. So basically everyone's got their cards. Yeah. I give them their roles or whatever, depending on the game. And then I'll, I'll be like, I'll be by one. Uh, for my first action, I want to, uh, I don't know, let's do settlers. I want to get some sheep. So I go, yeah, well, something like that. I don't know. Uh, and then uh, this gives me this action, blah, 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 uh, which makes this happen. And then we go to the next player and I guard him through it, that kind of thing, until everyone's done at least one turn each. And then I take the uh, the, the training wheels off and see how mm. it goes from there. That's my general rough kind of guideline that's yeah. what i usually do if I, I teach quite a lot of games usually i'm usually the guy that reads the rules along with george <laughs> yes yes so to, so to you were the original rules lawyer before i was i got you george served by georgia joined the, <laughs> the uh the fray that is the darryl lincoln geek crew um Pretty uh, much. but you know but yeah you two between the two of you are the best better at it than than, than myself i used to do the top tips didn't i for like yes. the learning. Yes. And my top tip is don't forget about this part of the game because quite often this is what makes you win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Kind of and before thing. I forget, that gentleman was called Paul Grogan who rewrote oh. the rule book. Um, my my brain wouldn't let me, you know, get it, you know, forget it and, and get it wrong. <laughs> so sorry, yeah. Paul, if you're listening. Uh, and we actually have a special guest presenter for this episode. We are joined by Chat GPT and AI. Hey, <laughs> welcome, Chat GTP. I know. I've actually asked the AI, our AI overlords, how they would teach games to new players. So I could quickly read out there some. Yeah, go on then. Let's see what like. Chat GTP says. Just, just to finish it, let's load it back up. So, uh, I mean, I haven't read this beforehand. I was going to surprise myself with this. So we'll see how much <laughs> it agrees with me. Okay. So, um, step one: start with the theme and objectives. Yay, Chat GTP. Go, G. <laughs> uh, begin by introducing the game's theme and setting, then clearly state the main objective of the game. Yep. Um, use clear and concise language. Avoid jargon. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to chuck all the kind of the, the various terms yet. You basically want to just call them victory points. Call them, you know, mm. meeples. Don't don't go into like their specific class or anything yet. Uh, provide a game overview. Yeah, 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 yeah. Divide the rules into sections. Yeah. You could do that. I would rather go through like the like the, the actual dummy round, just round by round. I guess your mileage mileage may vary with that. Use visual aids, so this kind of goes to you, Chris. Um, if the game yeah. comes with rulebook, use it as a visual aid to explain component setup and certain rules. 
provide concrete examples. Um, so illustrate how different actions are performed. Uh, walk players through a few sample turns. Yeah, checks out. Highlight important rules. Hey, Dan's top tip. <laughs> uh, encourage questions. So tell people they are allowed to ask you, ask you questions. Yes, there's no stupid questions. Link rules to familiar concepts. I mean, we're going, we've got a bit of repetition here. Focus on the basics first. Yeah, yeah, come on, AI. Come on, you can do better than that. Play a practice round. We've already covered this AI. God, they're not going to take over <laughs> just yet, are they? This makes, <laughs> this makes us realize that we know we, we, can, we can get things right. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Uh, be enthusiastic and engaging. Yeah, sound like you actually like the game. That That is useful in teaching it. Uh, <laughs> avoid overwhelm yes do not throw too much information mm. at the uh, new players because yeah. then you will get the eyes uh, glossing over effect uh definitely definitely agree with that and the last one with jack uh, chat gpt is summarize at the end yeah makes sense okay yeah so i feel we kind of covered most of those anyway so i think we need to design our own board game ai yeah what to teach rules to people what, yeah. what would be its purpose yeah, Just for that. well, it'd be its purpose to teach rules, find board game, find examples. Um, you know, it'd be quite well. Cool. That could be another project for you, Chris. You could do that, can't you? I've got enough <laughs> projects ongoing. You know, there you go. Dan. You, you, you can make that. You can do I'm board making game kids. AI. I'm making kids. That's what I'm doing. Pete, you can have it, buddy. Pete doesn't have any babies. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah. well, Bring a new AI to life. Isn't it basically just like an AI George though? We just AI George. Just going to download George's brain into the computer and then have it run on his his his, his rules theory logic. Oh, that was scary. That, that AI would totally wipe out humanity, and it you really know would. it. <laughs> Love you, George, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, I feel like that's a, a good uh, point to end the conversation there. Unless you guys got anything else you want to chuck about teaching new games to new players? No, I think we've covered it quite well. Um, other well, than just to say. Um, I, I prefer learning games with, with you, Mr. Dan. Oh, that's very kind. Yeah, I, same, you know, same. I, I like Dan's tutorial mode. I like tutorial mode. And often I play a game when I wish like I wish there was an audio audio book of Dan talking through this rule book. You need an AI Dan, do you? It's like pop yeah, up. You an appear AI to be Dan. trying to get victory <laughs> points. Would you like <laughs> uh, and sorry, Pete, were you gonna say something there for the summary? I think the only thing I would maybe say is maybe just like flag any potential beginner traps or any sort of oversight. I think, because I remember, I think in the Game of Thrones board game you mentioned, um, I think it's been said before, um, you need a, ideally either three or six players because otherwise portions of the board are um, basically free game to other players. Sure. And I think you said before you've had a thing like, like, like a four player game where I think the um, the player low, on like the lowest point of the map could just dive into the unguarded area and just like yeah. collect the seven castles quite easily. So. I think if, if you're aware of any such oversight in a game, um, I think, and I think I remember, I can't remember if it was either Chris or another friend of mine, actually funny enough also called Chris, I think there was a Harry Potter board game where there was a card in the deck that basically was the you win card, I think, regardless of the context. And I think he said that he'd always take that out, he'd always make a note of it, but he'd always take it out of the deck. Sure. Um, so I think if, if you know of some kind of oversight or exploit, I think it's probably a good thing to flag it. Yeah. Um, just so that people are aware of it and people can either guard against it or no, not necessarily like this might be more like more like um, actual gameplay things like maybe like to exploit it, for example. 
Sure, I think that ties into kind of good sportsmanship, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah kind of like mm-hmm. this aspect of the game is a little bit dodgy, mm-hmm. so maybe don't do this if possible. I... Like I do that with Battlestar in a way. I'm like, if you are a human, please don't help mm-hmm. the Cylons because you think it's funny because the game is hard enough for the humans yeah. as yeah. it is. That kind of One thing. Other thing um, yeah, we all know play... someone who did that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, One other me. thing, actually, uh, I think if if a game like I see someone playing Magic or a similar game where people got to keep their cards close to their chest. Um, I will encourage people if they're not sure what a card means to uh, basically just show me the card and then I will go, okay, this is what this, because I think I was uh, playing the match of the game night with a friend of mine and I think he was unfamiliar with the term pacif- pacifism so, and he had to play in the white deck and he's like, oh, what is this? And I said, oh, basically pacifism is this, this basically disables one of my characters. And he's like, right, okay, I play that then. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I, I was totally cool with that other than he t- took, took out my strongest monster that way because, he, you know, he, he didn't know what it meant and I wanted to be fair you know, I, I knew what that card meant, so of course I would play it. So it's only fair that he has the same knowledge. Yeah, you've got to just be objective, even if it goes against yes, you as you're playing exactly. the game. So you'd be yeah. like, uh, I've got a card, but I don't know what it does. I'll be like, I'll forget what team I'm on, and I'll, I'll have exactly. a look. All right, this, this is a really good card. If you do this, it'll destroy me. There you go. And he goes, okay, I'll play it. Hey, exactly. well done. <laughs> and I think I because think... of the nature of what we do with regards to reviewing board games, we're, we as a group are better at that. Hmm. I would definitely say because I remember when I was playing uh, Forges of Ravenshire with uh, with uh, Sam just you know two Fridays ago, um, it was a case of oh not sure what this does okay so we figured it out together you know and then we soon figured it out and then we we're all like okay that makes sense now so yeah sometimes you just have to work through something together if you don't quite understand something hmm. and just forget that you are just playing you know a game that's something that's fun. Yeah, you, you just take off the competitive hat for a minute. Yeah. Because you want everyone yeah. to have fun. That's because so there's always fun. someone in your gaming group who is competitive. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's a, a good end to the conversation there, guys. So I'd like to thank you uh, both for your uh, comments. As always, uh, I'd like to thank everyone at home or walking the dog, doing the dishes, whatever you're doing. Thank you, thank you to, for listening to our little show about board games and random geeky things. Um, we've actually got one of the people that's actually competent at doing the plug, so I'm going to chuck it to him. Go Yay. for it, Chris. Okay, so if you haven't already checked out the website, then please, of course, head over to doalg.co.uk. The website is there for you to go and have a look at, so please do. We have uh, lots of regular reviews that hit the website every each Friday. And of course, we also have competitions. We have one live at the moment as well. We're doing a giveaway of Micro Macro. So go on, have a head on over there and take check that out. And if you want to win some uh, extra extra uh, mysteries to solve, then feel free to enter. You do require the base game for that. Just to clarify, that competition is live as of uh, mid-July. Uh, mid That's where we are when we're actually recording this, just in case you're listening to the far, this in the far-off future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, of course, we do, we're do. we going to be doing more going forward as well. So if you've missed out on that one, do check out the website because there may be something else that's running as you're watching this. Of course, we've also got the Let's Talk Board Game Show, which we do on a regular each month, along with our weekly podcasts, which you're listening to right now or watching the video podcast. And of course, if you've actually made a game and you'd like us to review it, then head on to the website because you can also request it there as well. Excellent. Well said, Chris. Well, thank you very much again, uh, everyone. And uh, always gaming. Bye. Keep gaming. Bye. Keep gaming. Bye.